Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. Today we have Rob Levy. He corrected me earlier. I apparently I still don't know how to pronounce his last name. And it's complicated. It's very Le complicated. Levy. Rob Levy. He's one of my good friends. He's been on the show before. Women seem to like you. They ask for you to come back. And oh, I should also introduce what you do for work. But I also forget what you do for work. <laughs> you have an app. That's how close we are. I have an. You have an app in healthcare. I'm like Chandler from Friends yes. in, in my friends group. They no one knows what I do. Um, you have an right? Did I, I get that right? I have an app in healthcare. Yeah. So I run I run a software company, and we have two um, apps. And one app is for for hospitals and in, in in healthcare, and the other app is for hotels, uh, hospitality, guest services, uh, communication, and industry communication tools. So those are the those are what pay the bills. Yeah. Are you a programmer? Uh, I used to do a lot of programming, a lot of software programming and database management and all that fun stuff. And I still I still did my hands in it, but I'm finding myself running the companies a lot more with my business partners, with a different uh, team. And it's exciting. It's exciting to build a team. And, and as you know, you're building a team. I mean, as you see now, we have a lot of catering here. There's a whole team of people here. Like you're <laughs> as you're growing, you could get to see that so yeah so as it's it's a uh, it's a great experience as you're growing um and i hear this throughout many different professions as you're getting more successful uh to grow the company you actually have to step out of what you're what you may have fallen in love with doing in the first place so yes fire um, yourself fire yourself from certain roles right which can be very difficult i've had a difficult time with that that balance is tricky sometimes too it's like what what is the end goal I think we've all known people, they make a lot of money and they, you know, sold their company or have grown their company, but there's not much joy attached to it anymore. And so some of my friends have gone back to either they bought the company back huh. or they will continue to do like uh, my YouTube friends are like, I enjoy doing my own editing. I kind of reflect back on the day and right. it's meditative for me. So um, it, it takes a while to figure out too. That, huh? that is the fun part. If you're able to be aware of that, because yeah, at some point you're like, what am I, what am I doing? Yeah. And where am why? I going why? and why am I doing? Yeah. Right. Why is a good question. And, and you, you know, it's okay to enjoy a certain aspect of it, even if it's not the most important thing, but if you enjoy it and it's meditative and it helps you and start bringing other team members to do the other things. Yes. Um, and just, it's sometimes you just have to say, make sure you're not getting in your own way of, of growth. So if, if you love editing, but it also takes you, you know, six months to do something that would have taken a week, you got to start right. to make some decisions. Yes. Are you in growth mode right now? I'm always in growth mode, but yeah. I'm in transition. I'm, I, I'm definitely in transition because I'm doing a lot of different things. Um, I, I wrote a kid's book. Everyone asked me what, what inspired me. And my mom passed away last year and um, I had a writing project for the year at the beginning. I said, I'm getting this done. You know, I've always loved to write and I wanted to write something. And then once my mom passed, this story came to me um, for a kid's book. I, I just dropped all my kind of creative interests other than, than for work and started to focus on this book. And I, I wrote this story in, you know, about six, eight weeks. Well, you showed me some of the illustrations. Is it the recent that's ones? The first, yeah. So that's the second illustrator. Okay. Um, Did who, you used to date her? Uh, no, this is someone I found uh, online. No, the no. The first one? No, I didn't hire anyone that I dated for I, I thought that you dated someone I and you I, guys just assume that anytime I hire someone who's a woman that I dated her I, I'm I made it look up from you. 
<laughs> I think I, I think so. Did I get so, confused? Well, here's what happens. I'm not going to say any names. Let me just tell your audience what happens uh, frequently with my friends is they want me to date someone or assume I'm dating someone, and so um, they'll start just getting this narrative of oh. This is your wife. This is your other wife. This is your girlfriend. Kind of, sort of dated. Maybe not official. No, no official, Come no dating. You... So the artist, just so you know, the artist that, that I have yes. lives in Italy. Okay. I've never met her before. Okay. Okay, then this, okay, this is a misunderstanding. Anyways, it's awesome that you're doing a kid's book. Are you going to let us know where we can buy it when you know? Or do you know? Yeah, you know, if you there's an Instagram um, being worked Thank on right now um, oh. called Poopy, P-O-O-P-I-E, dot the cat, Poopy the cat. Um, my mom named the cat Poopy. I didn't name the cat Poopy. Uh, yeah, Rob actually has <laughs> a cat named Poopy that's like 18 years old. He's 20. Oh, he's 20? Yeah. He's a black cat. He's very sweet. He very acts, talkative. He acts like a dog. He acts like a dog. He he helps write the book. I mean, he gets on my laptop and sits down Hello. and demands to, to be part of the conversation. Are you dating anybody? No. No? No. By choice or... Yeah, I'm not dating anyone seriously right now. There's there's some people that I'm seriously. hanging out with here and there. Oh, so not, that, that means not, you're dating. Not really dating. I mean, it's not, we're not really romantically involved at all. We're just, you know, just people going out doing fun stuff. Interest? Yes. Is there interest? Um, You know, on, in, on my side, there's interest. On their side, there's interest. Just depends, you know. But wh- then that's a date. And it, yeah. You don't have to hook up for it to be a date. That's you true. always say, this is my friend. This is my friend. You brought mm-hmm. a lovely woman out to, we watched a movie. You're like, this is my friend. And you guys are holding hands during the movie. I'm like, friends don't hold hands. And then there's that other chick at your birthday. And that you were like, chick. you know, she's, she's just a friend. I'm going to pay for her um, share. I'm like, I thought you said she's just a friend. Like she is. I'm like, you don't pay for my share. I buy you stuff here and there. But not like go that. Out. <laughs> not like um, that. <laughs> so it's funny because if, if, if I have a guy friend that's out and I pay for stuff, no one thinks twice about anything. But if it's a, gir- if it's a female, yeah. all of a sudden, all my friends put their antennas up. Who's that? Who's that? Who's it's that? a girl Who's and you pay for her share. Not all. Where's my I, share? I, your well, share. I, I pay for your stuff sometimes when we go Why not that out. night then? Why was it only her? Um, or Pete? You could have paid for Pete. Pete doesn't like me paying for it. Um, <laughs> uh, I think the person you're talking about was someone who just wasn't financially strong at that time. And so I helped that person. I didn't want that person to come to my party and feel like I didn't want to come there because I couldn't afford to. So like one birthday I had right before the pandemic, I paid for everybody. Yeah, you um, did. Because the... I didn't want I didn't want people to feel like they couldn't come because yeah. they couldn't afford it. So yeah. I just across the board said, just show up. Yes. Um, so I'll do that. The girlfriend or the friend that I was, we were kind of holding hands in the theater with, um, yes. that was someone I was interested in, and okay. she had, she had been the one to put the brakes on. So that wasn't that wasn't on me. I liked her. She was cool. Yeah, she's cool. Still is cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do have one question, one fun question regarding oh. money, and I want to hear your thoughts. Okay. Do you think that a man having a lot of money? puts him at advantage to create a loving relationship. So instead of giving the normal, well, it depends kind of answer, I'll, I'll answer that as absolutely. It okay. absolutely does. In what way? Having money allows you to do more. It, does, it gives you the freedom to do more. Um, so if you're just going to take money in a vacuum 
money's a resource in the world we live in having resources gives you the ability to provide more and be able to provide more allows you to to create a more of a stress-free environment for a relationship to kind of bloom and foster so just taking that in a vacuum then absolutely but if you start adding all these other elements to the equation then it, it, it depends, right? So if, if having a lot of money for one person requires you to do 80 hour work weeks, something like that, then I'm gonna say, no, that having that money is gonna work against having a loving relationship. But in general, absolutely, having more resources. So I'd rather, instead of saying money, just saying resources. Okay. Because, you know, again, having more money, you, you make, you know, $100,000 a month, but your expenses are are ninety five thousand dollars. Doesn't really give you much left uh, if if that's your lifestyle. But having more resources will always give you a better opportunity to do anything. Well, I mean, I agree that you'll have more choice in the beginning. Like, just say you take the same person, mm -hmm. and then one has a lot of resources, and the other not so much. The one with more resources will have more pick in the beginning because women do some women most women they will look for like can this person provide and also it could be a sign of not always maybe some people inherited money but like they're dedicated to something that they are successful at and women right. tend to find that attractive yeah i mean and that's that's just that's that's those, those are natural um instincts and yes it's, it's just it's it's part of being human to be attracted to to that it's it's part of our our makeup there's nothing wrong with that no but yeah okay so just in general having more resources regardless of how you how much effort it takes for you to get it or maintain it yeah it gives you more pick but i think your question was does it allow you to have a better chance of creating a loving relationship? creating a loving relationship so i what you just kind of put it out it was not creating a loving relationship was just getting a relationship or getting yes. a choice or getting more pick of the litter. I think, so, yes. so, which is a different, which is completely different is than different. having and yeah. fostering a loving relationship. Yeah. So if you're in a relationship, um, regardless of, of how you got there, um, really, I think the, the question to, and I think what your viewer should be asking yourself is what, what do I consider to be a wealthy relationship? How can I, a prosperous relationship? Yeah. Because that's going to depend on, on, on every person, that's right? True. And then you start to internalize, okay, what do I require for a healthy, a wealthy, a wealthy and prosperous relationship? Yes. Yes. And, you know, um, just going through uh, dating profiles, for example, is a fun way to see that there are, that people who have put in what they're looking for, that there's so many different requirements that someone wants you know yeah. you look at one and like oh i love camping i love i love the beach i love outdoors you know then you if you're the type of person who doesn't mind that but likes uh likes likes movies or likes 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 shows likes uh hanging out with friends at, at restaurants and parties um if that's if that's where you feel like you're ha most happy yeah then matching it with that person may or may not be a good idea yeah. i say may or may not because you know you right away you think oh that's a bad match but at the same time you may you there may be a side of you that really likes that side mm -hmm. and 
um, opens up different doors and and makes your life more wealthy. So um, there's there's first just I, being honest with yourself and identifying what makes you happy in a relationship, what makes you feel prosperous and wealthy in a relationship, not just happy, but like, wow, like you just feel like abundance of wealth to, to the point where things like money don't matter, things like other stuff don't matter because you're feeling so wealthy in, in this relationship. And, and some of that stuff might require a decent amount of money to create that, but forget about that part, just what makes you feel prosperous and wealthy in a relationship. And then beyond that, be open to, you know, can you explore some things that you might not necessarily feel like are part of that wealth and prosperous uh, makeup, and that might open up some other doors and, and you may like some other things. And, you know, and so that, that, that's, I think that's part of your kind of twenties and thirties. Like I feel like a successful twenties and thirties in general for most people is kind of finding that out is finding out things, you know, you may have, oh, I've tried that as a kid and didn't like it. Well, it may be because of how you tried it. You know, mm -hmm. maybe the, I didn't like the beach because the beaches we went to were just really cold, you know, or I didn't like really traveling so much. Well, maybe the places you went to didn't, didn't have good food for, for me. I need good food when I travel. So I think a lot of it is having that identification and being aware of, of that. So I think that approach is a better way. No, you're absolutely right. You're right. That's, um, that's a great way to approach having or building a fulfilling relationship i was having the con the money conversation with someone recently because automatically my answer was no-brainer like of course there's an advantage if they have money you know everything's different right nuanced and depending on the person and situation but upon talking to him more he's like no it doesn't put you at more of an advantage you know to have a love because if you don't have intimacy skills relational skills um more women might like you and you might have more pick but are those the women you want to be with are they you know will you be happy you know she might be like prettier than if you didn't have money or is that but will you truly be happy because there's a lot of artists that don't have a lot of money but they're very passionate and purpose-driven they don't have a problem attracting women the average guy that doesn't have a lot of money like can absolutely have a fulfilling relationship. So it's not as much as people think. The advantage is not as much as people think. Yeah, but like in a vacuum, yes. If that <laughs> same artist or that same people had more financial means, resources, that that creativity could be used to do other things in that relationship. Yes. And to create a, a, a loving relationship. Um, you know, it's... It, I mean, the question usually when you ask those questions, it's usually both extremes. You imagine someone that's poor and broke and not a dime to their starving, name. That's starving your, yeah, starving artist that you're supporting. Yeah. Um, that is doing something that will never make any money for the rest of their life. Yeah. That's kind of the extreme you go to. And then, of course, you go right to the other extreme with yeah. someone with a lot of money mm -hmm. um, who's a little more kind of cold-hearted mm -hmm. and kind of selfish <laughs> yeah. and self-centered. But that's just the cliche of, 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 of that question. Of course. Um, because, you know, you're going to have everything in between, including yeah. the wealthy people that are extremely creative, yeah. financially wealthy people that are extremely creative, and you're going to have the artist people that are just not someone that you want to be around, regardless of how much yes. money they have. So, Correct. yeah, I, I just think the financial question is a fun one to talk about. Yeah. But to really get to the meat of it, it like, let me ask you. So I, I feel like you and Pete 
have a wealthy relationship, a very prosperous, wealthy relationship. I do feel, yeah, like I yeah. feel like happy and long-term, like fulfilled. Because uh, I get yeah. to be me. That to me is prosperous, is I'm loved for being me, like the self-expressed version of me. I mean, that there's no price tag on that. No. And you and Pete are, are pretty um, successful financially, I would say. Yeah. We don't have to worry about money. And so. I, to me, that's successful. See, again, yeah. that goes to your, where do you consider successful? I feel successful is that. You don't have to worry about it. You, yeah. you know, what are some of the things that you, that you guys tend to do with that money? You know, you could be you, he could be him. What are some of the things you guys tend to want to do that does take some financial means, but you're able to do it? Oh, like travel together, remodel our house so it feels like it's like ours. Mm -hmm. um, eat out. We eat out together a lot. That's and I think space. those are three huge things. Yeah. Um, you've remodeled your house. This is a place you're going to be living and you're going to be in the majority of your time yeah. with each other. Yeah. And it's in now an environment that you both, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the last place you lived at didn't really feel that. No. And and did it create did it. it create conflict? Oh, with absolutely! You guys? I hated it. Okay, well, they see, <laughs> and and you guys, so you two moved into a better situation. Yes, which um, wasn't a financial drop in the bucket. It was it was effort mm -hmm. and planning. Yeah, a little self, a little sacrifice, mm -hmm. and then on top of that, you you spent resources to. Um, remodel it and get it to where you both feel comfortable. Yeah. And how, so how is your relationship in this new, new place versus the other place? Yeah, there it's, um, it just feels easier. Like there's less stress now after mm -hmm. the remodel. Yeah. The things, well, after the remodel, <laughs> but yeah. Okay. So, um, your relationship as a whole is stronger. Yeah. And because we're both and, happy and loving we live. and more loving. Yeah. And, that happened because of financial means. Yes, it makes it easier. But I think yeah. there's also components like outside of money, like our compatibility and like what direction we want to go in life and stuff. It's pretty similar. But that didn't change. That wasn't changing at your old house. You still had this. That that was the same. You you guys were already yes. there. But I think it's also it's because I knew we could live somewhere nicer. We had the money to, but we weren't. If we didn't have the resources, I think you tend to be a little more accepting of like, of things of like what your limits are, right? And mm -hmm. so, and it didn't match. That's why I'm like, there's no reason we have to live in a neighborhood that where I don't feel safe when we could afford to live somewhere else. If that was, you know, if right. we couldn't afford anything better, I don't think I wouldn't have even gone there. I'd be like, this is where we have to live temporarily. Let's, you know, try to work hard and you know, make more money. But I think it's because I knew we didn't have to be there. Okay. That's, that, that's why I was a punk about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I do, I agree. Like I value money in that it gives you options. That's why it's always been important to me. But I, my, my, my whole point with the question was, mm -hmm. one, it's a fun question, but it's also, fun. it is a fun question. Yeah. But also I think people automatically just put too much weight on it. Like, oh, he's rich. I'm like, that doesn't, it doesn't mean anything, you know, like there's so many other components to, well, it depends on what you want. If you just want someone to pay for stuff and like, then it's fine. But for creating a, a loving relationship and stuff like it's not as important as I think people and think that, and that I'll in creating happiness. That, that I will agree with. We I, say I that a lot, right? But I think it's just a reminder, like it really does not yeah. guarantee a loving relationship or right. 
it doesn't guarantee it. And, and that's, that's a fact. Or, yeah. I mean, that's a fact. Or, or, like, or, that or, question, or like it's a better pick. Right. And that's why the question of, oh, well, what do you do for a living? If, if that question is being asked to, you know, subconsciously or consciously assess, is this person going to be able to take care of me or hang with me or, or whatever? If that's your approach from the get-go, you're already create, you're already starting on a foundation that will most likely crumble because you're starting out with a false, just, just a false sense of, of uh, direction. Like, like we just talked about, you can have some of the wealthiest people in the world and just be miserable with them. Yeah. Um, and some of the, the poorest people in the world be so happy. You know, I, I really think if you're serious about trying to find a, a, a good relationship, you'll internally turn inside and ask yourself, what, what do I consider a wealthy relationship prosperous? And then go from there. And you might find out that you don't need much financial resources. You need other resources. You need a time resource. Mm -hmm. You need someone who's more available. Yeah. You, you need someone who's who wants to, to travel and move. Uh, you need someone who's creative. Um, or you might find out, yeah, you do need someone with a lot of money. Yeah. That, and and <laughs> there's nothing wrong with yeah, that. If fair. that's what you want in your life. Absolutely. If you want to travel and spend money and yeah. spending money makes you the happiest person and you don't want to do any self-work after that yeah. and that's you, that's you. But And be honest about it and, and yeah. you know, hopefully you find someone that matches. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. There's never a right or wrong. I'm just like, you do you. Whatever makes you genuinely you happy. You. Yes go do that. So what do you find wealthy and prosperous in a relationship? I knew you were going to ask that question. <laughs> um, and I don't have a good answer for that. Um, so, you know, again, like, have I internally looked in myself and said, what do I find? And, and I have, and it's changed um, over time. It, but, um, but, but generally, and I think we talked about this on the last recording, maybe the first but, one, um, is that that I do want someone who is uplifting, supportive, that, you know, and it helps me be a better me in the sense that, that I enjoy, I enjoy, uh, when I'm doing something successful, I enjoy sharing it with them. Um, so someone that's got a good laugh, you know, good smile, someone I could feed off of, and we feed off each other that is looking for more of the, the positive side versus kind of the negative side. So when I'm in those types of relationships, and and even with friends, like if you look at my friends, they fit that mold too. Like we we may you know we may raz each other and 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 tease each other, but ultimately we're all trying to help each other, you know, be better and be happy. And um, you know, if one of us is sad, the other one, uh, the, the group of us is sad. So yeah. like we're connected that way as as friends. Ultimately, in a relationship. I want, I want that. I want, I want to feel connected with the person I'm with and share exciting things with them and, you know, get, be motivated by them as well as my self motivation. But I want, I want them to help, um, leverage that motivation. You have a really good friend group too. Yes. That's a good sign. Yes. We've you talked are, about this And you are one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't know what you do. And I still don't know how to pronounce yes. your last name. That's correct. Isn't that funny? I don't even know like where you went to school. Did you go to school to become a programmer? I never went to school. Oh, you never went to school. How did you learn programming? Dropped out of elementary school. And... <laughs> that explains. No. Uh, yeah, I went lot. to Cal State Northridge for okay. marketing. I actually went for marketing. Oh, okay. Um, and got a business degree there, and I opened up my business right out of college. Which in my in my head, I thought, oh, I'm going to business school. They're going to teach me how to open up and run a business, which they don't. They don't teach you any of that stuff. So, 
it's better to get a job with a company, learn how to do things and make mistakes on their dime, get paid for it. Yeah, that's build, true. You find out what you like. But at the same time, I mean, if you've got an idea, go for it. You know, go for it. Uh, but there are there are ways to to help make sure that you're geared for success. I would give that piece of advice as well, too, because I made some mistakes growing my first company, the photography company, mm -hmm. where... Um, it affected clients where I probably could have avoided it if I just shadowed someone else like, oh, don't do that. You know, experience is, is, is they say, the best teacher, right? But experience does bring a level of, um, of, of resources and efficiency that, yeah. that you can take advantage of um, as, you build your, as you build your business. Can I ask about your? Are you looking at me? Like, I, I see something about. It. I feel no, like no. This, I'm actually getting ready to compliment you. <laughs> oh, okay. So yes. Can you believe that's, it? It's usually rare. I'm gonna say something. So nice. that's why I was thrown off. I'm like, something's about to happen. That doesn't normally happen. You know how to be a very good friend. You are a really good friend to the people in your life. Is that a learned skill, or is it just in you? Um, a little bit of both. I mean, yeah, I, I think. I think in, I just recall growing up that uh, people gravitated towards me to be yeah. friends. So I, I think there is a little bit of that um, in me. Part of it is because I'm single and I'm, I can be there for my friends. And I'm not saying that people in relationships can't be there for their friends, but it, it does tend to be harder to sometimes, you know, just go on a drop of a dime and be there for a friend mm -hmm. and leave your partner hanging, even though they may understand it's still leaving your partner hanging to be there for a friend. So it's easy for me to do that. It's easy for me to be there for friends okay. because I'm single. That was a, an issue in a, in a relationship in the past. It was that I was, uh, it had been a while since I was in a relationship. And when I was in a relationship, I started to make some decisions that prioritized my friends. And, it, and I included the girl I was dating, but um, she, she started to feel like God, every time we do something, your friends are always there. And I, and I actually took a step back. I was like, that's true. I didn't realize that. That was a mistake, I think, in trying to keep that relationship successful was that I was, I, and we had a great time. Like we all, it wasn't like she was having a bad time. She just wanted some, some more um, intimate time, okay. you know, and not, not necessarily romance, just one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. That's just, I think I'm just so used to being a friend yeah. and being single yeah. that at that time, I, I, so in future relationships, I, I was more aware of um, prioritizing uh, and giving time, one-on-one ah. -on -one time. Yeah, yeah, that's an adjustment for sure, especially if you're used to doing your life the way you've done it for a right. certain number of years. It's something um, P and I have had to work on too, like... How much independence how much togetherness and it's it took years and i think it still adjusts also depending on where you are in life like new things happen right right but i will um acknowledge things they do change after you get married because before when we were younger my mom would tell me you know like priorities change after you get married your friend group it's it's not gonna be the same i'm like never we're gonna be friends forever i'm, I'm never gonna be that person i'm not but it's just like you have less emotional space and your priorities you when you have start to have your own family p and i don't have kids yet but we, i still consider us me p and jimmy a family yeah family it just it just changes that you don't spend as much time as you did before and the priority becomes your family you could still keep your friends but there's 
there is a something to tend to, especially if there's kids involved mm-hmm. too. It it totally changes. I think unless you got married really young, where everyone was like kind of friends, then that like it's kind of set already. Yeah, I mean, that's it, the it dynamic just changed a little it. bit. It is like yeah. you know, we had, we had friends move to to Nevada. Yeah, and, things like that. And they I mean, they're to going to make new friends, you yeah. know, and and they have kids, yeah. and and some of them do, some of them don't, and so there's even some separation in, in there. And, and that that that's the dynamic of life. It, yeah. it is ever changing. Yeah. And for me, part of being a good friend that I would recommend to people is that you don't put your issues on your friends. If you feel like you're not connected to a friend, that you're not putting it on them and and saying like, well, you know, I want to spend more time with you, but you're you're just too busy. And they might be too busy and and you may have been so close to them in the past, but that's and that's the nature of changing. And you know, the best thing you can do is is try to just give them some options and try to try to spend some time with them. And when you spend time with them, enjoy the time. Yeah. But it 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 won't the nature of what we what we are is change. Yeah, that's something that always happens. Yeah, and, and when there's stagnation, then there's there's death. There's stagnant water is is dead water, right? So, just embracing that that's part of life is that there that things change. Another thing that you do that I think makes you a really good friend and a solid person too is you don't gossip about other people. I talk about. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't. At least, well, you 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 might say nice things about people, but you don't like. You don't ever say bad things. I've never heard you say like talk shit about a friend or. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, so I mean, people feel comfortable telling me stuff. Yeah, and, I'm sure you know. And, you're the person who knows everything. And and I I have I feel like I have a good ear. Yeah. I, and I I think I got that from from my mom, and being like the younger child with my mom and the middle child with uh my my other younger brother is that things tend to funnel oh. funnel to me <laughs> for better or worse and yet yeah, i don't i don't enjoy i don't enjoy like if someone's talking about someone else in a bad way i don't enjoy it and, and I, yeah, I know sometimes i need it to, to data dump on me and i and i i understand perspective so i'll i will look at their side and where they're coming from and i'll look at the other person's side and i'll think about the different because ultimately if you if you don't think someone's a being a is a bad person or vindictive or a condescending narcissist type of a person. Mm-hmm. If you believe that they are a good person, there's probably a reason why they're doing something that you're not taking into consideration. So what are the perspectives of that? And so I try to understand where they may be coming from, even if they are coming from a bad place. And ultimately, what's the goal? The goal is is to try to get to a better relationship, yeah. which which is either switching perspectives and and learning how to deal with each other or actually separating. That could be a, a better place because, you know, going head to head with someone that you once cared about or still care about is not fun and not good and not healthy. So sometimes a break or separation is is, is a good prescription. <laughs> is there anyone that you don't like? I don't think I've ever seen you like mad or like not like anybody. Uh, let's see. Um, yeah, there, there are, there are some, 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 people that I have issues with that I'm obviously not going to talk about. But. <laughs> that, yeah, like, what do you do? Because you, you're so nice. Like, what if there's someone, like a friend of a friend in a group, you know, they come along and you just like can't stand him. Like, what do you do? So this is something that I learned I learned in martial arts and, and my, my sensei would call it the law of reflection. When someone, someone bothers you so much and it's like acute, 
or even if it's not acute, but something bothers you, that's a good opportunity to look in the mirror because they're showing you something that you don't like about yourself or that you're having issues with. So the, the book I'm writing, the kid's book I'm writing is about life skills and it's about about teaching kids life skills. The first one's about uh, pooping my cat creating a habit. But one of the follow-up ones that I'm working on right now is about dealing with emotions. And so one of the things I'm trying to convey is that your emotions are your roadmap. And and there was someone sent me a podcast about how um, how learning learning to deal with your emotions and working on it to where things you can get to where things don't bother you. You'll they'll never maybe stop bothering you, but learning how to get over things better as an art, which is, which is great. Except I still, again, I think that's the wrong perspective. Your emotions are your emotions. They're your roadmap. They're your guide. They're your reflections. If you're getting angry or you're getting upset, learning how to, at some point, maybe not in that moment, you don't need to do it right away. You know, if you're angry, be angry, but learning how to, when you take a step back, learning to reflect on that, why, what is really like bothering you? bothering you? What is that showing you about yourself? What is that reflecting to you? So usually when I find someone who's really bothering me, I actually find the reflection. Okay. Uh, and, and, uh, and I usually find it pretty quickly, but it helps me not get on that person because okay, I understand yeah. why it's bothering me. Yes. Yeah. That's good but, advice. You know, people who, people who chew gum or talk on speakerphone while they're at work, those people bother the hell out of me. I know. Yes. Yeah. With your mis <laughs> misophonia, yeah. does that also apply to what about someone's tone of voice have i asked you that yeah tone tone is an issue i mean i've, I've like definitely some are not really dated someone or or being be around people just as as a friend or person because the i tone. cannot stand their tone yeah. yeah i think everyone has that to a certain degree some people just have like an annoying voice well to you right like I, there's some yeah someone's annoying voice is someone else's like yeah, yeah. beautiful voice right <laughs> right know, right. Like, they're like oh my god i love their voice right but for some <laughs> reason there just might be a random person where <laughs> yeah. the voice just to you sounds it just, really it hits a pitch or something a tone or inflection or the way their their style yeah it bothers yeah. me yeah i i think everyone has it except i think people with misophonia or people that are close like me it, it's more of an issue I, I start to notice it more since I've been hanging out <laughs> with you, but I don't want to develop it. But like the slurping of yeah, uh, noodles or something like that, I notice yeah. it more. Yeah, I do. I bring that out. I, I make that more aware so so that people will be more aware of it and not do it. Well, everything is like on a continuum, right? For me, it's just like manners in general versus I think the actual sound. I, I do know what you're saying. And sometimes, yeah, like the fact that people do something sometimes it it might not bother me other than that it's bad manners yeah and it bothers me that they have such bad manners yeah yeah it just seems um inconsiderate that's when it yeah. triggers me is when it seems inconsiderate and like it might not bother you you don't think it's a big deal but if especially if someone's communicating it like hey and you're still like, i'm gonna do whatever i want it, it's yeah. inconsiderate it's, then it's even worse right because you're yes. like i just told you that this bothers me yeah and you're still doing it. And again, like they're they they may truly not be aware that they're they're doing it or yeah. want to take the the time to yeah, I'm I'm telling you, I've told people <laughs> point blank, look them in the eyes, begged them, please, please don't you gum around me. Please, please and they and they still do. And some of my closest friends will still take out a piece of gum around me <laughs> and, and they'll they'll they're not chewing quietly. And I just have to distance myself from them, you know, or put my headphones in, you know, or leave. <laughs> You know, no matter how many times I would say it. Yeah. Do you travel with um the si what is it the silence? Uh, like the noise canceling. The noise canceling. Yes. You do. Yes. I'll go on a date with them. 
No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. You keep talking while you eat. I'm just going to put these. <laughs> it's completely silent. You can't yeah. hear what she's saying. Right, right. Okay. I have one question from a random listener. What makes you want a second date? Um, Usually what makes me want a second date is like the first date just felt easy. You know, conversations were good. Things, you know, any issues we had weren't really issues like getting the table or waiting or traffic or you know nothing bothered us like we just had a good genuine time then i i want a second date like i just naturally want a second date. Like, wow it's a, i had a great time i want to have you know a second date so that's an easy way to want a second date okay so it just seems more like it was organic but, natural or, but what about the like, qualities of any oh. the qualities of the other person maybe Okay, so what qualities make me want to have a second date? Yeah, well, I guess that um, it that does include some qualities. It's like she's not she doesn't make a fuss over you know she understands that things happen and I mean it's it's but you know things could happen, um, but you're but you guys are both on the same page of of how to deal with them too. Uh, so it's almost like you're playing like ping pong back okay. and forth with each other. That there's a just a natural uh, dynamic. Okay, that will make me want a second date. Um, how to foster that, I think it's a separate podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then the other question is, how long or how many weeks until you commit, if you like to somebody? Um, I mean, I've gone on a date with someone and been like, you know what? I, this is the person I want to try to date, and that's it. Okay. Um, so as early as one and as much depends as a long time. Yeah. It depends. Yeah, it depends on, on the person and how comfortable I feel with that person, but yes, I mean, sometimes I've gone a day and I'm like, hey, I want to see where this goes. Like, that's let's see where it goes. I didn't kind of shut off all other. I don't know if that's a good idea. My friends tell me that's not a good idea. They say, keep dating, keep dating. You know, it's gonna the dynamic of dating other people makes other people the one that you want. You know, want you more kind of a attitude. And there's a lot of truth to that. But at the same time, just my internal self. When I meet someone I like, I just want to not waste my time dealing with other stuff and yeah. just f want to do more you know working with that uh, and see where it goes there's no right or wrong i think if you feel good not being distracted then do it a lot of women do i think put all their eggs hopeful in one basket and the guy might have communicated that he doesn't even want to i think it's both sides that's both sides yeah okay that's both sides yeah but yeah. i mean but if it feels good for you to do that do it but otherwise you know whatever feels good i think to you. Like, i think take it's, care of yourself i think if you get to that point where you're like oh my god i want to make this work uh i want to just drop everything else and date this person because oh, oh. it was such a good thing just to just to be aware that the other person might not be at that same spot so just to not to approach it with um so much uh, expectation yeah from the other person yes. that they feel the same way you do yes. at that moment yes and just try to naturally continue yeah expectation yeah. and pressure yeah. that's something i had to learn to do because i would even if i was trying not to people can feel if there's pressure mm -hmm. and so i had to learn to um i can't see you up. pressuring people i don't see you pressuring people except for one are I, you joking? She makes cookies and i'm on a okay. diet and she just throws it in front of my face i think i could be pretty intense no yeah you can be intense i guess I, i've never been exposed 
directly to that side of you. Oh, for you. Yeah, I've never been a victim of you. <laughs> of Pete, Pete will tell you <laughs> all the stories. All right. Unfortunately, we're out of time. That go, it, Time goes it, by fast it, with you. I it guess. does. Yeah, it does go by pretty fast. Comfort. Okay, so yeah. if people would like to reach out to you, where can they send you a DM? You can always look at poopy.thecat, except that's being handled by a team of people, so that's not directly me. Yeah, so if you DM yeah. poopy the cat, that's not Rob that back there. I might still be answering, but there's a team of people. There. <laughs> Sorry. Thanks for coming on. Always a pleasure, Cece. I can't wait. Next time I get to ask you a bunch of questions. There. Okay, we'll that's do right. it. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for listening, everyone. If you've enjoyed the show, please give it five stars and write a review. It helps my rankings, and I really, really appreciate it. And if you're interested in my book to read or gift to a friend, it's called Show Up, Finding Love for Independent Women, and it's available on Amazon. Have a great day.